Welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast, presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. I'm your host, not Jonathan Foster, but his pod daughter, Ariana Nance Poetry. Um, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast from like 2019, you might remember me, you might not. Um, but I used to work with Prince Charles and I helped start this podcast thing. It's been very fun and I'm so glad that John and Phil have agreed to have me back to do this. And joining me this week is not Phil, but Sophia <laughs> Melander, my lovely, Hello. lovely friend. Hello, darling. <laughs> Sophia works at the Prince Charles currently. I sure do. So, what is it? What is it that you do there, Sophia? Well, right now I am doing a lot of refunds. <laughs> it's a fun, heartening um, exercise that I've I've been doing for the past couple of months. You know, telling people about canceled shows um, on a weekly basis. It's all very heartwarming, you know, inspires passion in me. Uh, I love it. What a fun time. What a fun time to what work. A fun, yeah. Unprecedented <laughs> at a, time. At a cinema. Yeah. <laughs> in these um, unprecedented yeah. times. These unprecedented <laughs> oh, what a times. phrase. I what know. a fantastic phrase. Of the year. So you may be wondering why it's myself and Sophia on this week. It's because it's our second Galentine's episode, or as I would like to coin uh, it now, so Jonathan, please make this the title, Galentine's 2 Electric Boogaloo. Um, (gasps) That's what we're calling it. And the purpose of this episode this week is to once again celebrate Galentine's Day, a very important holiday, and more importantly, to celebrate women in film. So if you aren't familiar with Galentine's Day, it is celebrated on February 13th, the day before the holiday that sells greeting cards um, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Which shall not oh. be named. Or... <laughs> it shall not be named because I, like, yeah. Uh, my Valentine's Day traditions are very horrible. Um, it's a day for celebrating love you have for your lady friends. And Sophia is one of my favorite lady friends ever. Oh um, my God. She's awesome. And of course, <laughs> it was invented by Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec in season two episode, Galentine's Day. What's Galentine's Day? Oh, it's only the best day of the year. Every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home and we just come and kick it breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith Fair minus the angst. Plus frittatas. Fantastic. After Galentine's Day is Valentine's Day, a very dreaded holiday because it's just, you know, unbridled capitalism celebrating straight people. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get I'm going to get so much hate mail for that. Um, What were you doing? Have people sent you hate hate mail? Oh, my God. No. Like once they do, I know I've made it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you'd be pretty proud of that. I mean, I know. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I'd certainly be proud if I got But uh, what were now. you doing last Valentine's Day? Last year, uh, I think, I can't remember if I was still in my relationship. No, I was not. No, I wasn't. And I remember that because I actually had a party for once for my birthday, nice. which is on Galentine's Day. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So I had this, I, I uh, like rented out a little part of a bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember bars. Remember bars. Oh my god, the before times. We used to go to bars all the time. Oh my god, it was fantastic. Yeah. Were you there? No, No, wait. I was. I was here. Were you already? Oh man. Yeah, I was already here. God damn it. I I mean, I was there in spirit. I love that you were like, were you there? (laughs) I was. Did you? Why didn't you come? (laughs) Um. (laughs) I got um my visa right now. Uh, That's why I didn't come. God. Yeah. Oh, we're still playing Visa Cry. Watch music. Is that a thing for the OGs? <laughs> what is what is what music? 
Visa Watch, which is a segment we used to have, because John and I were both trying oh, to shit. secure our immigration rights in the country. Yeah. Oh my um, god, fucking bullshit, piece of shit, Brexit and bullshit. Anyway, anyway, yeah. um, so I was at a bar. Yeah, I was no, sorry, I was hungover because the night before I'd been at a bar for my birthday. Um, uh, in a rented dress, it was a uh, an evening to to remember. Uh, and I had recently broken up with my boyfriend who was at my birthday party. And it was like the first time seeing each other out, you know, Ooh. after breaking up. It was weird. I mean, it wasn't really weird, I guess, but I like dramas. No, I've been there. So, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. What a, what a holiday. Valentine's Day. Let's talk yeah. about Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, Leslie. Oh, Leslie. Sweet Leslie. Um, mm. So, in addition to celebrating our female friendships, we're also going to be celebrating women in film because mm-hmm. Sophia and I are both women adjacent to film currently. Um, mm-hmm. We both went to film school <laughs> and we work in film adjacent industries. Um, so, right. Sophia, it's exactly. Um, I want to ask you, uh, why do you think women's voices are important in film? Oh, my goodness. Um, Loaded question. That's a great question. It's a very big question. I mean, I don't, I, I guess, I think everybody's, oh my God, it sounds like an all men sentiment. I'm like, everybody's voice is important in film. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's matter. true. I don't, I, I really don't think that, Um, I think the concept women in film, I guess, is a little bit, mm. I'm a little bit over it because yeah. there's so many fantastic women and non-binary people in the industry. They're doing amazing things. So the idea that, we have to sort of categorize it into fem- women films is yeah it's a bit dated. you know it's a bit passe yeah you know yeah. what i mean that's a spicy word i like that um, <laughs> is that a word i think so right i hope so <laughs> what about you women in film what does it mean to you to me it's important i mean it's a space for people who historically have been marginalized to have space to not only say something but also to have room to express themselves in the arts and like you said there are so many uh, incredible filmmakers that are women and non-binary and trans and they get visibility now but many years ago they did not and I think we still need to make a lot more progress in terms of like yeah what kind of stories are being told which stories are being told by whom and you know we can't keep having the same movies about ladies and their friendships written by dudes and marketed mm-hmm. to dudes for some reason mm-hmm. if that is even still a thing but um yeah i think i also think that there's like a lot more room to be carved out for the like filmmakers that are you know women women of color non-binary trans filmmakers then like there needs to be more space in the mainstream for that for us to be able to like oh yeah we've made a lot of progress so but yeah i, I right. do agree with you when like yeah women in film that's such a that's such a uh, it does give me a bit of a oh hang on there's there is there's something weird about it but you're right i mean of course it categorizing it that way makes it you know maybe that makes it possible to to bring those voices to the forefront um a little bit more to sort of level the playing field um yeah i've been i've been thinking about this this sort of concept of art versus the person. So if we should still be watching, you know, Woody Allen films, um, listening to uh, stuff. Yeah. Stuff like that. And I guess I, the more I sort of, Oh, the the more I think about that stuff and the more shit that comes out about male 
filmmakers and artists. It, the, th- I, the thing about that for me is if you don't keep giving accolades to these, you know, male Predators. geniuses, Predators. to these predators, yeah, then that's going to make so much room for other stuff to come forward. It's We're mm. not going to miss out, you yeah. know, because Woody Allen doesn't make another film about a bumbling person in New York. Like, we're, we got it. We have so many of them. Get out of here. There's better shit on the horizon. Exactly. Anyway, so that's that's so that's my take on <laughs> I don't know on, on on random shit that you didn't ask about. And I'm glad that you brought it up because that's actually a really good <laughs> point with everything going on and like that the sort of Me Too sphere of things and the way I think the internet and everybody on it consumes media now. It's this thing of like either you really want to think critically about something and discuss it and have that dialogue to be able to be like, okay, let's make room for more voices. And then there's on the other side of that, there are people that are just, they want to virtue signal and seem the most hashtag woke or or Mm -hmm. whatever they, they want to be. And, and they trample on top of the voices of, for example, sexual assault survivors or women of color or Mm -hmm. uh, trans women of color. So it's often just very, yeah, it's it's a, it's a odd space to navigate as women who consume film, as women who make film or any sort of art. But I'm really yeah. glad that you brought that up because that's like a that's also like a genre of film that, you know, those are those are some stories that are being told. Um, this is a great segue to the next question. Um, <laughs> what kind of stories would you like to see presented as Sophia, a fully fledged human woman? Oof. Um, oh, I wish I knew so I could make it. Um, no, but I, I, I think that's for me as a, well, I guess wannabe filmmaker, this whole thing poses a problem as well, because I don't know if my, sometimes I, I worry that my ideas are just this sort of regurgitation of, of male perspectives of women, because that's what I've been fed for so long. Mm. I mean, I, some some days I don't worry about that at all, and I think I'm a genius. But but those uh, are some great days. But most so those are some so fucking true. great days, and they're so rare. <laughs> they are. Um, like, I cherish them. I say it's them. very like me having two glasses of wine by myself. You know, looking through the notes on my phone and thinking, "Oh my god, I'm just I'm the voice of my generation," <laughs> and then looking at it the next morning and. Uh, wanting to vomit and never speak again. Uh, that sounded so terrible. Wanting to vomit as if it's from the alcohol. I mean, anyway, I don't have a drinking problem. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, drink safely on Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day, by the way. We're all locked indoors. Um, I yeah, think Tesco delivers true. now or something. So stay stay responsible. Oh, everybody. my God. Um, in the beginning of um, of the of the pandemic, I tried to get an Ocado delivery. Because they have some oh Swedish God. stuff, mm-hmm. and um, they, I, I got put on a wait list. And just last week or something, I got an email being like, "Do you still want something from Mikado? Because you're not on the wait list anymore." It took, yeah, I guess it took like eight months. Oh my goodness! So that's a good industry to be in. Yeah, the grocery the stores, grocery. Yeah, right. Industry. Right now, especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've been sober <laughs> for a whole year, so I'm kind of just like, you know nice. what? Forget. You know, I, I miss it sometimes, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm not gonna go drunk text some people. I shouldn't be texting. It's great. Mm-hmm. Good for you. 
stories. No, I do agree with you in the in the in that sense of like, uh, as somebody who makes things or tries to at least like, you start to sort of overthink whether or not your voice has a space in the current like exist like existing spaces. Because yeah, you're right. And I when we were like making, I was making a list of like the films that I really love that are about women like. A couple of them were directed by men and I was kind of just like oh what does that say about this story what does that say about me what does, what does that say about the people that like these films and, and mm-hmm. but at the same time a part of me that's like oh actually that shouldn't be a problem it's still just storytelling but at the same time like oh what if this was you know executed by somebody of the experience of the story you're trying to tell so I guess what I would like to see is more stories from people that or at least with more consideration to the experiences that women of all sorts um, all over the world, could, you know, create. So like, yeah, instead of making a Disney movie about a Southeast Asian princess where it's like written by white dudes, uh, might as mm-hmm. well give it to somebody Southeast Asian. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It's that whole thing. Might as well. Might as well, you know. Might and as well at this point. Well. Come on. Come on, guys. That leads into, oh my God, I've been doing really great with these segues, you guys. Um, so, such beautiful. I mean, just happenstance. <laughs> it just happens, yeah. Um, so in terms of representation, especially in yeah. film, at least, well, we'll do we'll do like, you know, above the line, below the line, um, on screen, off screen. What do you think uh, currently are we seeing in terms of representation? What, what is the industry doing right? And what what is the industry doing wrong? And I feel like one side of that list is going to be heavier than the other. But what's your sort of take on that? (laughs) Well, I I think it's impossible to answer that question without talking about um, Mm. uh, the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, The nominations for the Golden Globes just came out, as have the SAG Awards, I think. Just SAG Awards came out. Yeah. And Um, um, they were, you know, a little bit better um, because obviously the major snub that I've been reading a lot about is I May Destroy You. Great show. Yeah. An incredible show about, you know, dealing with sexual assault and, and uh, I don't know. It just, it, it exhausts me and I can't even imagine how much it exhausts, you know, black women. Just the fact that it's continually these award shows that are supposedly like the creme de la creme of mm. the whole of the entire world world's film industry or in, or in television industry just keeps promoting these like white kind of bland mm. you know not always bland but a lot of the no. time some of them they like boring stories that have been told a million times before mm. like why i mean i don't want to clank down on Emily in Paris because I haven't seen it but <laughs> to me it, it seems like have you seen it? <laughs> I saw the first episode because my best friend was like you have to see this and I got through I think the first 30, like 30 minutes and I went I cannot do this um, <laughs> yeah. just just from like not even because like it is bad like it's fun to hate watch so I've heard but like I got <laughs> up to the first 30 minutes and went how is anybody enjoying this this is so uncomfortable to watch emily in paris i have no idea why that was nominated but that was also a story about a woman so we get to that fine line of like oh you know some people will go on to say like oh you just you're just a hater you just don't like Mm -hmm. women traveling off to paris for you know her job but no and (laughs) the fact that we all try to like divest from awards as soon as award season is over and then once it comes back around we're like 
okay, so who's, who's, what are they doing? What are they doing? Um, it's really mm-hmm. interesting because I think it's, it's, we need to, I don't know if there is a way to sort of divest fully or remove oneself fully from consuming this side of pop culture that way. Um, mm-hmm. But for sure. Isn't, well, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's what's put in front of our faces and like what's marketed sure. to us based on these um, award shows. So yeah, of course it's, it's almost impossible to ignore yeah. um, because they are such massive players um, in the industry. So anyway, there's, of course, there's so mm-hmm. much that the industry is doing wrong at the same time. You know, I see amazing films cropping up. I see a lot of incredible lesbian cinema. The and I mean, oh, yeah. again, that's like saying women in films, mm-hmm. lesbian cinema. But I've seen a lot of that in the past couple of years, which is obviously heartening and and exciting. There's still, I mean, there's, oh, I don't know. And then sometimes a film will come out where I'm like, God, we're just digressing back to. I yeah. guess that's what I felt. Again, I didn't see Emily in Paris, and it's not a film, so why am I talking so much about it? But just, just that whole, what everybody feels um, yeah. online. <laughs> but, yeah, because yeah. like the premise just seemed like, okay, so there's only white people in this, basically. American exceptionalism, this girl yeah. really has no skills and she goes off to Paris. Sorry, this tangent. And she has but, so much no, money and yeah. she's like, she's just living this beautiful privileged life in Paris and everybody loves it. I don't know. It, 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 it's like, oh, okay. I, I thought we were past this. That. Yeah. But then again, I just started Bling Empire on Netflix and I was like, you know what? Bling Empire? Yeah. Asian people should be allowed to be as trashy as any real housewife. We deserve it. Um, Well, exactly. Absolutely. That's, Um, to me, great Asian representation. But at the same time, I want to see more Asian people that are not super rich because a lot of us are not super rich. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, But this, this, I mean, that's a great point. The idea that I think we talked about this last on the last Valentine's Day episode as well, that Mm -hmm. there's this um, there's this thing of oppressed groups where it always has to be like just show grace and how amazing that group actually is when that's not the case. Like we're all individuals that which is why grouping people into anything is just fucking idiotic and unacceptable because like people against whatever group they've been yeah because of a i i mean we could talk about this all day but um but as you say then it's like there should be content from every single like class background every yeah yeah and just individual stories instead of so yeah fuck yeah like bling empire absolutely yeah some trashy shit some some bad women you know as as yeah, i said we spoke about last time like aileen warnos like yeah. some unhinged women some some uh and not like madonna's and yeah, as in madonna virgin yeah. no no i don't mean madonna yeah. the- <laughs> oh, <laughs> me me hating on madonna <laughs> me just hating on women this entire episode <laughs> i think women should also be allowed to do that like- um <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, yeah, be- you don't have to love every single movie. It's just, uh, yeah. And I understand the need for, oh, now I'm just going back, but like grouping us in the sense that like women staking together. Yeah. We should all be lumped together. And but uh, but also that creates, yeah. I mean, then it's yeah. sort of taking away our autonomy and individualism. Yeah. I love <laughs> Am, that. Have I answered a single question coherently? You, you did. I feel like I- <laughs> you did. I feel like you did. I knew what you were saying. <laughs> 
Thanks. Just a matter of whoever's Thanks, listening sorry. or if when John listens to this back, whether or not he gets anything. Um, but no, it's, it's interesting because of- these conversations are so tough to have, which is quite odd because a lot of women want to have these conversations. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not on anybody. Like, it's just like, we'll find the time and the space to have these conversations. And obviously to find time and space to have these conversations with um, men or whoever's gatekeeping the industry at the moment, uh, white dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, yeah. It, um. I'm really glad that like you brought up how it doesn't always have to be the cream of the crop, the best of the best, the most shining, elegant representation of what a woman should or should not be. Um, mm-hmm. So well, yeah, but, putting yeah. the bear, putting the responsibility of um, oh for sure an yeah. enormous group on on every on single story. individual like yeah. that's just it's oh. not how the world is. Yeah, exactly. It's like I was in like a I, was, I had a class this morning and. The, one of the speakers was like uh, the more specific your story can be the more universal it'll turn out and I think that's really really true it's like it's whatever mm-hmm. story you got specific to you and if you can share it and I, I think it'll always resonate with somebody out there which is great. for sure yeah. and I mean you're you're a comedian as well like don't they say that yeah. about comedy too like you, you, oh, you sure. get specific because more people will weirdly relate to it or something yeah, maybe sure. i'm where did i no, read no, that sure. i don't know what <laughs> for sure no that's totally that's totally true at least in my experience doing stand-up it's like yeah the more specific i can get with the bit the more laughs i usually get mm-hmm. um hopefully um yeah. just doing yeah. stand-up um anyway <laughs> let's are you doing continue. any stand-up these what, these, these days? days um not mm-hmm. really i'm writing a lot more though i'm, I'm more behind the curtain nice. right now, which is fun but um amazing yeah We've been discussing sort of the idea of women in film. So let's talk about some actual women in film. Sophia, I would like to know your top five female directors. Absolutely. Shall I, shall I list, go through them all and we can talk about them? Yeah, for sure. And then like, I'll show you yours, you know, like, no, you'll show me yours and I'll show you mine. That's the, yeah. Should, I, uh, yeah. I got that right. Right. Um, <laughs> so all of mine are, documentary filmmakers every single one because Mm -hmm. I think that's a genre where I I mean in my humble opinion that's women are the made that make the best documentaries in the world for sure I mean just for this list doing some research and remembering these films I mean there's so many good ones all right so we're going to start out strong with 13th by Ava DuVernay yeah Ava DuVernay right so I'll just list these and then you can Mm -hmm. go back uh Blackfish Amazing. Loved Great it. Um, and this is terrible. I should have looked up how to pronounce her name, but Gabriella Coperwaite, maybe? I'm not sure. Myself. Delete this. Cut it out. Cut it all out. And then you'll just record a snippet of you pronouncing her name correctly. Gabriella Coperwaite. Um, Jesus Camp. Have you mm-hmm. seen it? I haven't yet. Absolutely. This, oh my God. It's There's a part where um, where the head camp counselor at Jesus Camp talks about Harry Potter and how he's a how he's an evil warlock it's fun it's so much fun I mean it's awful and terrifying but yeah hot girls wanted great by Jill Bauer and Ronna Gradis again great probably mispronouncing I'm gonna get hate mail have you seen the tv series version of hot girls Wanted? no I haven't I've I'd love to I need to and then finally Paris is burning I mean classic absolute classic brilliant documentary I know that that one's a bit problematic because some of the people who were 
who con- were contributors or were in the cast have sort of said that like we didn't that they were um, taken advantage of. Ah. But I haven't looked into that that in more depth, so I I can't say anything else about it. Anyway, that's directed by Jenny Livingston, and I just think that I mean, yeah, all of those are amazing. Th- that's my list: Thirteenth, Blackfish, Jesus Camp, Hot Girls Wanted, Paris Is Burning. Great, those are all really my strong favorite. filmmakers as well. Changed my world. What about you? I they're mostly fiction directors, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of them are genre-ish directors um so on my list we have lynn ramsey who has done oh. to talk about kevin and one of my all-time favorite films you were never really here which funny enough i saw on a date um on valentine's day i don't remember what year a very Excuse weird me. date film <laughs> i haven't seen it you'll have to explain to me why <laughs> it's uh it, it's essentially uh walking phoenix driving around in a cab smashing people in the face with a hammer brilliant mm. um it's very reductive mm. of me to say that's what it is but it's it's a very complex uh film it's a brilliant film uh, my second <laughs> second on my list this is in no particular order by the way i was just rattling them off karen kasama mm-hmm. who i've been obsessed with since 2009 uh she did jennifer's body and destroyer oh. one of my favorite films what about unhinged women um nicole kidman plays a cop i hate cops but she was great in this and Sebastian Stan was in it. Toby Kebbell was in a ridiculous wig. Great film. <laughs> then we've got Marielle Heller. I hope I pronounced her first name correctly. She did Can You Ever Forgive Me? Also one of the greatest, I think, films in the last couple of years in terms of like biopics. And That's Beautiful Melissa Day McCarthy? in the Neighborhood. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so oh. good. So good. Strong. Love that Coming film. out strong. Um, and she, yeah, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood made me cry so hard. Um, mm-hmm. It was great. Is that what? What's the um? What's that character again? The Mr. Rogers, what, who, what, the host, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I mean, is he? Did you after when you watched that film? Mm-hmm. Was there a feeling in you, a nagging feeling that said he isn't that nice? There's something wrong with that guy. I am always like that about people that are nice, which is a horrible thing to be. Just suspicious. Yeah. I think I'm just suspicious of of, of men. Like I shouldn't say John is shaking John his head because he's American crazy. and he probably watched um, Fred <laughs> Rogers growing up. And I've seen episodes of of, of Mr. Rogers' show and I like it. Um, but I think uh-huh. the thing that was eerie for me was Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> he was great. He's great. He's great in it. But I find him quite uh, quite eerie in this film. Whatever it is that he brought to it. Um, Maybe that, that's got to have been intentional, I guess. Yeah, but also some, I think it's his like level it. of fame as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's a great actor, very beloved. Um, mm-hmm. His son has arguably done some really weird things, but that's not on him, hopefully. Uh, Which one? Chet. Chad or the... Chet. Chet. The one that's that puts on a Jamaican <laughs> accent for no particular reason. Oy, okay. Um, Fantastic. But yeah, there was something about him in that performance, which is very a very strong performance to me. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. something, yeah there, was, there was a little nagging feeling. Another director on my list, Anna Biller. I am obsessed with The Love Witch. It's one of my favorite films. It's I can't, so I can't believe I haven't seen it. It's oh, it's so it's so unhinged in a very graceful way, and the aesthetics of it are right up my alley. It's pink. It's it's old school, and it's it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, for me, Alice Wu. Um, she did the half of it last year. Um, her take on her queer take on Cyrano. And Saving Face, which was an Asian-American lesbian drama from the 90s. 
So huge deal, huge deal for me, mm-hmm. um, those people. I realized that I do need to watch a lot more films directed by black women and directed by trans women is rattling things off my head. The, the film that stands out to me and they're mostly in like more recent years, like Atlantics by Maddie Diop and Zola and Watermelon oh, we Woman. And these oh, are all, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And these are all like in the last 20 years or so. Do you know what I mean? Like whilst I think white directors have a, you know, a longer run, I think throughout the decades, uh, white female directors anyway, I guess. I don't know mm-hmm. if I made that observation correctly, but um, yeah. So no, those, I mean, no, absolutely. Yeah, I have to watch yeah. more. Or like, also, I really want to watch more like Southeast Asian filmmakers that aren't from where I'm from, like that aren't from Indonesia. I just want to get a sense mm-hmm. of the region. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of those directors, I guess that we've listed off, um, a lot of them are American. So I guess maybe more non-Americans, yeah. more British people, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> more British There's, people, more European more British people. people? No, the two peoples, American and British. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why we all sound like that. That's uh, they sound like. Um, no, I agree. Because, mm. you know, if we don't watch those films, then we're missing out on uh, incredible art and, you know, yeah. perspectives that, that are going to broaden sure. our lives, which, you know. And I think that'll give more access uh, these make these stories more accessible all over the world, which will create more room for more filmmakers to tell their own stories. This is exactly the thing. Yeah, we got to watch it. We got to support it. We got to yeah. pay for it. Oh, yeah, we got to pay for it. And, you know, I'm I was a little bit because, you know, I was asked to come up with this list and I was a little bit like it's kind of a bummer looking at myself, not really knowing yeah. off by heart a lot of female directors that i it's love insane. even though of course I, I love a lot of you know researching i'm like oh shit that was made by a, a woman yeah. but it's like since i guess since women don't get enough accolades and they're not as much part of this big um yeah, this big industry, industry they don't become household names in the yeah. same way you know it's like and now i'm i'm sort of looking into going into film music oh, yeah. recently and and it's the same thing there like i know the people I know, it's it's Hans, it's uh, Johan, it's, yeah, it's uh, Ludwig Granson, you know, John. It's it's not, you know, maybe Rachel Portman, but I yeah. I couldn't name any other female Composer film composers. Yeah, honestly, yeah. off the top of my head. Um, sure. And and you know, when when I do remember the name of it, it's probably a white woman, and it's just yeah, fucking bummer. But um, but yeah, so this is good. It's good. I'm uh, glad researching it. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for, for it. it. I think I think we need to do actively, more, actively yeah. look for not expecting it to sort of land in exactly. our, in our which laps. I think is the issue with like we were saying earlier, like you know all these award shows and the visibility mm-hmm. of these accolades and what they mean for this type of work or this certain filmmaker, and mm-hmm. that adds to the whole oh everything is just in our lap when we don't go looking for it. We'll just see whatever is first on our Netflix thing and then scroll to the left to see what's up. Um, so absolutely, I guess yeah, yeah, a bit more access to that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I I just watched five seasons of Superstore because it was like on great the top show. of my Netflix in three days. Awesome. <laughs> it's like I mean, yeah, it's a great show to be fair. Yes. Oh, America Ferrara, yeah. Um, oh, America Ferrara, what a brilliant, brilliant. She's what a what a staple in my life. She's been truly. I know Since from Ugly everything. Betty, it's Ugly like, Betty, ooh. Sisterhood of the Traveling mm-hmm. Pants. It's, oh yeah, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is a great Valentine's Day film. By the mm-hmm. way, if like 
I've I've been on a bit of a throwback phase where I've been watching so many films from the 2000s because that's when I was a kid and all these films are like, oh, these are so like these are teen films. I shouldn't be watching these. And then I, I revisit them. And I'm like, oh, my God, these are really, really great. Like mm-hmm. films from that time were knocked down for being a bit trashy, but they're trashy in a really great way. Oh my Which, god, Showgirls! Oh, oh Showgirls! I was just about to bring that up, girl. That's my oh, favorite shit. movie. Sorry. No, no, delete. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. <laughs> start from the start no. from the top. <laughs> Hello. Oh no, I was about to just go into um, since we were talking about female filmmakers, we were also asked to come up with a list of five female-led films and five films about women. Um, so, Sophia, we might. I feel like we might have one film that's on this list that we just mentioned, and that film. I'm so for excited! Me, my number one is Showgirls, um, directed yes, by Paul Verhoeven. It is one of my favorite films in the whole world, and I. It makes me so happy that you love it um, because it's oh one of God. these really divisive films where it's like it's so bad, um, or like it's so good. But I think it's a an incredible performance by Elizabeth Berkley. It's unhinged and she's flawed she's so flawed everyone in it is so flawed it's it's yeah. a indictment but also a celebration of american excess um kyle mclaughlin is really weird hair um oh my god he's oh what a ugh. oh yeah. man twin peaks hive what's up no showgirls is okay. great and yeah that's the thing i was thinking about my favorite that's my favorite one of my favorite films about women but my favorite films ever but it's directed by an old white dude yeah. So look away. I know, can't, can't win them all. <laughs> can't win them all. Yeah. Why do you love Showgirls, Sophia? Damn it. <laughs> um, so I watched it for the first time this summer with um, oh Tamir, our dear friend oh and God. colleague. Oh um, and um, I we <laughs> been drinking a little bit of wine again with a fucking wine, but um, I did not know what I was getting into. Good. And I just felt Showgirls wash over me like a chaotic waterfall of like glitter and what the fuck is going on here and i didn't understand a thing and i just it 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 truly it changed movies forever it's, for me it's it's <laughs> just like it's unhinged it's, it's all over the place it's stunning yeah the production value is insane it's a little oh. too long for everybody's liking it's perfect yeah <laughs> It's so stressful. It's I mean, so stressful. My heart was like so stressful. It's like uncut gems level stressful. There was no stressful. calm moment. Like yeah, I was like, yeah. girl, calm down. Um, Nomi, the brilliant oh, Nomi Malone. It doesn't let up. It just keeps it does. It's manicured. It's claws manicured grip. For... She will do your nails for you and will never let you go. What a oh, film. She'll she'll draw on your lip liner and smack you in the face. It's one of my favorite looks. Nineties <laughs> lip liner gloss. New it's lip. so good. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. There's child. a brilliant documentary actually about Showgirls called You Don't Know Me, directed by Jeffrey McHale. It's really great because it talks about what well, we were talking about, how like how it's bad but also good, but it's also gained such a large cult following in terms of like it's, it's been so embraced by the queer community. It's been so embraced by cult cinema. That's like it, it's it's mm-hmm. yeah, Showgirls. That's that's one. Um, another thing on my list is Hustlers. Directed by Lorenz Scafaria. It came out in 2019. Incredible film. It has everything I could ever want. Uh, Lord, uh, you know, Royals <laughs> by Lord on the soundtrack. Um, oh, you're a Lord fan. Nice. I am. I love that song too. Who doesn't love that song? I know. Um, Jennifer Lopez in a big fur coat. It has everything. Mm. <laughs> so Let's get every- loud. I love it. <laughs> she sang, like, get loud at the J-Lo inauguration. Sang. Is that joke what? dated yet? Is that... 
is that dating? I don't think it. I mean, will it ever be? This is in somebody's history book, just being like Jennifer Lopez interpolated Let's Get Loud when she sang Was It My Land Is Your Land? Is that the title (laughs) of the song? Um, Uh, Yeah. Uh, that's insane um another what an inauguration sorry continue an inauguration sorry uh another film on my list the breaker uppers by uh, madeline sammy and jackie van beek it's a comedy from new zealand about it's a perfect valentine's day film for me because it's about two best friends uh who run a service that involves breaking people up so if you want to break up with somebody you go to them and they will hatch up a scheme for you to break up with whoever you want to break up with and you'll get off scot-free. It's it's brilliant and it tests their friendship. And it's really just about the like a really strong bond and really strong love between the two like lifelong friends. And it's so, so funny. Um, I think we showed it at LFF a while ago. <gasps> so so good. That sounds amazing. What was it called? I'm it's called The Breaker Uppers. It is on Netflix. So catch it while you Can I watch it alone yes. in a remote house in the dark yes. Swedish winter? Okay. I feel like it will brighten up your dark Swedish winter. Okay, good. So much. Because it's set in New Zealand and everything is sunny, Um, at least in the film. Another one that I put down is Marlena, the Murderer in Four Acts by Molly Surya, who is an Indonesian director. It's a Western, which is my favorite kind of movie right now anyway. Um, I'm really into cowboys and stuff right now, you guys. But it's about a woman who uh, gets revenge on a group of thieves who steal from her, rape her, kill her husband, and she basically takes, the whole premise is her taking the decapitated head of one of these members and taking it all the way back to um, a village. It's it's awesome. It's so cool. It's, I think I think all revenge films should, you know, have women actually getting revenge. Uh, <laughs> like, actually just taking some heads yeah. off. Like, it's great. Actually um, doing it. Phys- yeah. Show us. Show us. Show us, us that revenge show us that revenge. porn i love it yeah it's great that's and, you make yeah. a great point westerns with women oh my god what which a, leads me to my next what one. a beautiful dream what a beautiful <gasps> dream these yeah. segues oh these i know yeah segues. Um, the the segues of uh, my last film in this list is the quick and the dead directed by sam raimi yeah john knows it's like one of my all-time faves it's sharon stone as a gunslinger she comes back to get revenge on the guy that killed her father and it's awesome Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. He's a baby. Uh, there's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of very classic Sam Raimi. He's a baby. He's a baby. Um, but yeah, those those are my those are my five films. What a list. What a list. Yeah, um, it's just full of insane people. Program me a season because I'm yeah. I'm buying a ticket. <laughs> this is a podcast from a cinema. Get it? Because we're a because we're a cin- we're a cinema. Independent, independent cinema. Then we show That's our movies. slogan. <laughs> <laughs> We're an independent cinema and we show movies. Um, <laughs> Sophia, uh, w- what us. are your top five female-led films or films about women? All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, well, we've, we've covered Showgirls. Yes. I mean, Showgirls is on my list. It cha- it's changed my life. I'm so glad. I, I love it. I'm so happy. Kind of uh, building on that, a film that it's, it's certainly, look, it's not on the level of showgirls. It's not, but I do think it should get some more recognition and a little bit more of a cult status than it has currently. Um, It's a made for TV movie uh, from the seventies. It's called Satan school for girls. It is directed by David Lowell, rich 
Lowellrich. I'm not going to get a single name right. right. No. And uh, just bleep it. We'll just bleep it By every David single name that yeah. I say. <laughs> or, yeah, well, we, we'll ADR it. Fix yeah. it in post. We'll fix it in post. It is. It's beautiful, first of all. It's this, like, remote. I, I, w- I want to say Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I guess Obscure that's not America. What am I saying? <laughs> Obscure. <laughs> Obscure America. It's this school. Let, let me start from the beginning. Okay. A woman goes to this school to figure out why her sister committed suicide. She goes to investigate what's going on with these, with these ladies at this school, why they are dying. And it goes completely off the rails. The dialogue is so funny and it's, it just, the whole film cracks you up, but it is actually, I mean, if you get into it, it is kind of also a little bit scary. I mean, I love it's I, it's fantastic. I'm not describing it very well, but it's amazing. I so am going to track it's, this it's down really as soon as we end this call because it's right up my alley. You know oh what I think? God. It's I think it's on YouTube for free. Oh my gosh. I, am I allowed? I mean, allowed. I don't know who's going to come oh. after me, but yeah. <laughs> it's on YouTube. I didn't if put it's it out. Out there, Look, it's out there. It's out. Hey, I'll I'll rent it to yeah. even it out. Anyway, my the second film on my list is called I Know You From Somewhere. Ooh. It is a short film. Uh, from 2017, again, directed by, oh man, whatever, directed by Andrew Fitzgerald, but it is centered around this woman who's at a job interview and the interviewer says, I think I don't, don't I know you from somewhere? And then it goes into this chaotic nightmarish saga about the internet and it's sort of unchecked the unchecked power it has over us and other people's perception of us. And there's this, Oh, it's, it's so good. It, it, um, it's so beautifully shot. And it was like, for me at least, right. When I was starting to question like how healthy it is to, to be on social media all the time, which I still am. I didn't really learn anything, I guess, but it's amazing. It's a really great short film, which it's funny, but it's also, kind of horrific is the best kind of like it's a great time if it's funny and mm-hmm. horrific. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah mm-hmm. i need s- it, it's nice to have some humor with it with the awfulness yeah. you know a, a little <laughs> a little sugar is a healthy medicine, sugar down, medicine. that's that's the quote right that's that's the same <laughs> right? say, did i get that sugar right? in the medicine you said it right i i said gibberish next on my list is gone girl Incredible. Uh, written by uh, Gillian, uh, Gillian Flynn, yeah, Gillian Flynn, directed by um, uh, uh, David Fincher. Yes, David, David Fincher. Fincher, whose name I know. Yeah. <laughs> ah, and um, I mean, the books are fantastic. Gillian Flynn um, wrote fantastic the book author. as well. She also wrote Sharp Objects. Mm-hmm. Great, um, great show. And these, I mean, God, there's the monologue about cool girls in Gone Girl. I think it's like a generational, like cultural touchstone or cool girl monologue. Absolutely. I mean, in terms of like hitting me personally and sticking in my mind and like, honestly, teaching me about myself in a way that no film had done before. um, That's like the best monologue I've ever heard about that subject. And I felt so like hit and, um, and uh, I felt like I knew myself more afterwards. 
Um, anyway, so that's on the list. Right. And then um, my final film is um, the Black Power mixtapes, which mm-hmm. is from it's. So this is this is a great story. Which like there should be a film made about this in and of itself. So Swedish journalists in the late sixties and, and early seventies went to America to to chronicle the Black Power movement, um, the anti-war movement, and uh, they follow the Black Panthers. They follow. There's a lot of Angela Davis. I don't know if you've seen that iconic interview with her where she's like, you know, how how can you ask me? How can you ask me about violence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whether I believe in violence? Yeah. Um, when when you see what people are doing, what white people are doing to black people. Anyway, um, so these reels that were shot in the 60s and 70s were like lost or forgotten for three decades. Um, and this director, Joran Olsson, found them in like 2010, something like that, and made a film of them. He found them in like the Swedish national broadcasting basement. Um, and they were in perfect condition. And um, yeah, he made it into, into this documentary. Um, about the Black Power movement, it's incredible. It's, incredible. it's a must-watch. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. You've just added like five, you know, four more films to my watch list. Thank you. I love it. Um, I love it. I didn't think I had the. I could do that. Uh, but no, I've seen Gone Girl. But so maybe three films because I've I've watched right. Gone Girl like once a year. Um, I have okay. to for my yeah. own peace of mind. It's one of my favorite entries in the Ben Affleck makes bad decisions cinematic universe because he's in a lot <laughs> of films that are like that. Um, wait tell me a couple more uh recently triple frontier uh Uh because he just fucks up in that what else has he done i wouldn't say the way way back because he was good in that uh i saw a state of play recently with my mom he makes horrible decisions in that um (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of those there's a lot of those i think if you go through his filmography you can pick out um which ones where he makes bad decisions. Anyway, I'm digressing because I was just talked about <laughs> well, a man for a bit. God damn it. Um, <laughs> we got to get the men in there somehow. <laughs> they, they always, <laughs> we need more sneeze for a man. What about um, men? What about um, men? Don't men matter? Um, <laughs> meninism, which I think is the funniest phrase I've ever heard in my life. I, I, I think I've told the story about my um, ex-mother-in-law who like came up to me and told me that she's a meninist um, wow. because I don't know if I should be saying this, but um, well, anyway, no, she's, I guess she'd heard that I was a feminist. Uh, <laughs> she'd heard she that like, I was, I am the opposite my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, don't, don't think I'm a, don't you dare think I'm a feminist. I'm, I'm one a of meninist. you. I'm a meninist and, and men should be allowed to have their clubs and, and do whatever. I don't know what, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she, anyway, she was a proud meninist. And uh, I was not uncomfortable. <laughs> you were not. <laughs> I was not. Yeah. I do not identify as a meninist. No. I just want that on the record. Yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I just want to say, so the notes I have about these films. Yeah. I have just, just one bullet point. Of course. Eating chicken every day. Oh. That's the bullet point. That's all Are you trying says. to bulk up? Is that what's up? Like, I, <laughs> that's, I'm, I gotta get... <laughs> I'm bulking up with. Yeah, she's so getting I need jacked. my protein, you know, yeah. drinking milk. The meninism is getting jacked. Menin- um, <laughs> These are some great films. I'm going to, wa- we're going to, I mean, I'm going to watch a lot of films today after this. The sun's basically about to go down in Sweden. So, yeah. Which is all um, we can do now in the world that we live in today. Just watch some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, watch some shit yeah. while we do work because there's no bosses to stop me in my house. 
Amazing. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so we've been talking about, so those are some really great films, some really great directors. I wonder what are some projects that you've heard about um, you know, what future women-led or directed films or TV shows are you excited for coming up? Well, you know I'm out of the loop. <laughs> All right, yeah. Sophia famously, Sophia famously does not watch films. Can I bring this up? Because it's actually one of like, it's... I will bring it up every time I see you, which is so annoying of me. I need to get no. newer Sophia stories because I, I haven't no, seen it's... you in years. It's it's true. I mean, it's a tagline at this point. Yeah. It's going to be on the merge. Um, it's going to be on the merge. So Sophia famously uh, mistaken a uh, Mulholland doctor because when we were on our on our system of uh, on our system when we sell tickets, sometimes the screen like it can't fit the whole looked, title. So Mulholland mm-hmm. doctor was abbreviated into Mulholland dr. A Mulholland doctor. I just said it. I just gave it away. Fuck you. Um, no. So Mulholland Drive was abbreviated into Mulholland dr, which Sophia read out loud to a customer as Mulholland doctor. And for the rest of, I think, the time that we were both at the Prince Charles at the same time, I just, I would just call you that. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's who she is. That's so Mulholland uh-huh. doctor. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. in a couple people's phones just as Mulholland doctor. Incredible. Congrats on your medical degree, Sophia. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. God, I'm so proud of you. Real hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a fun moment. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the customer, she didn't, I mean, she had no faith in me. And understandably, <laughs> after that, um, not because she knew what the name of the film was, yeah. but because um, I, I wasn't exuding a lot of confidence when I said it. Maybe she would have believed. Anyway, this is all. I hope she believed you. And she was like trying to save face to be like, oh, I know what that film is. You know how she <laughs> yeah. yeah, for Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have I told I, I, I know that. So John, John and, and Paul, our programmer and I. Shout out, Paul. Shout out to Paul. We a couple months ago, we had a little project for one of the newsletters about uh, films that we lie about seeing. Ooh, great. And, um, what was, what was it? Why did I think of this? Anyway, so I'm just going to tell a quick story. I am 11 years old. Picture it. Mm-hmm. I'm on a tram, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't make sense because there aren't really trams in Sweden. Anyway, I'm in a, I'm on a train and I'm sitting across from my, um, uh, another person in my class who, uh, is talking about the James Bond films. And I'm like, yeah, the James Bond films, like everybody's seen them, of course. Like, yeah, I love them, love them. And this was before, you know, I heard the cool girl monologue. So mm-hmm. I was definitely trying to be a cool girl. Christianity. <laughs> cool girls watch the James Bond. Films. Because James Bond is the coolest thing. I mean, it's truly not. I don't know what, I mean, I, I, anyway, at the time mm-hmm. I, I thought it was like the cool thing to do. So I said, anyway, so I was like, yeah, of course I've seen the James Bond films. She was like, oh, have you seen um, Goldfinger or whatever? I was like, yeah, of course I have. Um, and then she goes, uh, have you seen the blue magnet? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I've seen the blue magnet. You stupid. Of course I have, you know, well, she goes ahead and she, she admits that that's, that's not a James Bond film. Anyway, um, what a, what a great way I'm telling the story. The point is she caught me in my lie. Um, but she tricked me into the lie, you know, she started listing fake James Bond that's entrapment and I'm going to, I am going to sue. That's, there's no question about it. Um, So shout out to my friend Saga, who um, (laughs) 
going trick to dwell soon. Uh, right now. That I don't. <laughs> Sophia will soon be embroiled in a James Bond film-related lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um. <laughs> I'll live stream it. Yeah. So, Your lawsuit? Oh my god, I'll be right there. Like I'll, I'll, I'll just text I'll live stream my James Bond lawsuit. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> my yeah. blue magnet lawsuit. Your blue magnet lawsuit. Yeah. Um, the cool girl monologue is actually. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a huge, like, divisive but also quite celebrated moment in terms of women in recent cinema because mm. it's, it's such a powerful monologue and Rosamund Pike is absolutely incredible and insane for what she did and I'm so happy for her and I'm so upset that she got snubbed that year um, <laughs> but it's awards, also again man. that thing of like there's a she talks about essentially the perception of women under the male gaze which is a lot of what we've been talking about um, so it's mm-hmm. sort of full circle, um, which is quite interesting because mm. that thing of like women need to present themselves a certain way, allegedly to be more appealing or attractive to men, instead and of just do and subconsciously do, and and even though to to just exist. Which I, I haven't been around any men, so I'm kind of just like doing whatever. Well, look, I've been with my mom and dad and dog yeah. for and my my aunts. For the past year or so so i guess i haven't i just started talking to someone on hinge for the first Ooh. time and I, I i said something really awkward and then he stopped talking to me so <laughs> I <laughs> because i them. can't i can't converse anymore no, no, no. yeah i've forgotten, forgotten how to talk to people i mean i think you're doing a fantastic job oh thanks man you're doing great i love too. talking to you thank I you. Talking to you too i miss you terribly <laughs> sophia um, i miss you terribly too i miss you terribly what, what was i saying <laughs> I, oh, you were saying something insightful and good, and then I ruined it <laughs> with Hinge. <laughs> no, you didn't ruin it because Hinge is actually really funny to me because I talk about it with my friends who are on the app um, right now. How Hinge basically lets you curate prompts for you to like to, to fill out and for people to judge you based on those prompts, including the mm-hmm. pictures you create, what details you're supposed to share. And I think that's a pretty odd but apt reflection of the state of not only our world but the sort of media we consume because you got to market things a certain way and and you hear things people say about certain films in a certain way and that contributes to your judgment of whether or not you want to see it so it's it's yeah it's all very i'm trying to it's all very full circle damn all right let me just tell you real quick about one guy on him in his bio it said a mixture between charlie and dennis from always sunny in philadelphia that is dangerous that's Dane. That's a Charlie. That's a sure. Criminal. Mac. Great. Dennis. Sure. Absurd. Dennis. That's unacceptable. That's and um, but also there's a little bit of Dennis inside everybody, don't you think? <laughs> um, there's a Dennis I inside everybody. Gotta go. <laughs> Ooh, derailed our conversation a little bit, uh, which is fine because it's part of having conversations, but a uh, future women led direct or directed films. I'm excited for So it was announced today that uh, Chloe Zhao is doing a Dracula adaptation. And I am already obsessed because she said it's going to be a sci-fi Western Dracula. Two of my favorite, three of my favorite things, sci-fi vampires and uh, yeehaw cowboys. Oh um, my God. And another thing I'm really excited about, I'm so glad we brought up Sharp Objects earlier because Amy Adams, her production company, is adapting a novel called Outlawed, which I just finished. It's incredible. Um, She's adapting it into a TV show and it's about a group of, it's about a 
former midwife who is barren and she runs off from her town to join the hole in the wall gang who are in this version of the novel in this version of this book um they're a group of barren women and non-binary people as well and it's just awesome because they oh my god rob banks and shit it's it's very cool and i'm excited to see it come to life on screen i would also highly recommend the novel it's by anna north it's incredible nice it's so much fun but i'm very excited for those projects and um sophia uh, anything else you'd like to add in celebration of Valentine's Day? Listen to my song, Mommy Issues. No, just kidding. <laughs> Which is a great song. I was literally about to be like, Sophia, what do you have to plug? Plug away. Yeah, so Sophia, anything you would like to plug um, before we wrap up? For, for, <laughs> I would like... Good. Yeah, for good. Not for what good, for permanent. today. Oh, God. For, all right, no. okay. Before we wrap up, anything you'd like Better. to plug? <laughs> yes, I would like to plug... So my... Uh, my pop star name <laughs> is salt um and you can find me on spotify uh salt i have a i guess it's not so new anymore it came out on uh, mother's day a song called no sorry it came out on international men's day a song called mommy issues which is about um i guess uh, incels but also the less uh just 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 men who um it's about meninists. Who are a bit... It's about meninists is what it is. People yeah. with a little bit of mommy issues who mm-hmm. who maybe are a little bit enabled by their mom-to-be dickheads and not just by their wonderful mothers. It's not their mother's fault. It's uh, the fault it's of them. society. Yeah. And, um, and it's about them. It's a little tribute to those guys. Um, it's a great song. Please listen to it. It's a great song and has a brilliant video, which I think you directed yourself also. Am I, I right? Di- right. Yeah. So that's the yeah. one project I've done um, during uh, the pandemic is is that video, <laughs> which was just freezing cold um, on a field. Uh, and my dad came along and just had the, the, the um, headlights of the car on. And then I was like, dad, look away while I'm doing my music. And he just sat in the car like... <laughs> <laughs> reading or something while I awesome. filmed myself with a, with a phone actually with a smartphone incredible look at her mm. it was awesome dude. it was cold <laughs> where can people find you if they if you want them to find you uh, like people, on a social media perspective not in like a if, if they want to find you it's so creepy very gone girl Sweden um, <laughs> <laughs> my address is um <laughs> They can find me on social media. They can find me on Instagram. You can find me uh, at Very Salty Music on Instagram. I don't. I I have a Twitter, but I'm I'm not good at it. So so why why mention it? Why get into it? Uh, that's my feeling. You can also follow me on Vimeo. I guess. Oh yeah. It's Vimeo.com slash forward slash Sophia Melander. Sophia with an S. Yeah, Sophia with an F, not a PH. Let's get that, you know, get these facts straight. Um, That's right. But yeah, please check out Sophia's music and her work. She is brilliant and talented (gasps) and awesome. And she is my favorite Swedish pop star. Um, Sorry to ABBA. Um, (laughs) Was that like was that like blasphemous? Like (laughs) to a Swedish person? Is that was that like a little blasphemous? No, I think that's. I mean, well, it was in my favor, so I'll take it any day. Awesome. Anybody else, I would have been. I would have been livid. I would have been out of here. But yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Um, and you can find me at Ariane and Indita on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. I need to get off. 
if you'd like to read my insights into, you know, Pedro Pascal's filmography, you can subscribe to my newsletter, Hyperfixate. It's arianandisa.substack.com. Um, and you can find the Pod Charles Cinecast on Patreon, patreon.com slash the PCC podcast. And hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at PCC podcast or email us at podcast at princecharlescinema.com. Before we wrap up, I want to do a special, very special shout out to everybody that's been listening to us. Um, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for sticking with us through this difficult pandemic. Shout out to all the Patreon listeners. Shout out and a very, very, very special shout out to our friend and longtime listener, Claire, who's going through a bit of a tough time right now. So we're sending her all our love and well wishes from the Pod Charles Cinecast. Um, Claire, we love you. We adore you. Thank you for listening to us. We're so glad to be part of your life in some capacity. And yeah, hope everybody has a wonderful, safe, healthy time in this difficult, unprecedented, I hate that word, um, (laughs) time. And yeah, we'll see you next time on the Podgerl Cinecast with not me and not Sophia. Um, (laughs) So we'll see you you later, guys. Mommy issues